Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. Per usual, I am one half of your host, Mind of Reese, aka Maurice Williams, Mind of Reese on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Joined as always by my brother in arms, Bibbs, aka Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs Corner on Twitter. And take your time, brother. Uh no, he ain't. It ain't the podcast no more. No way is it. When was the last time you posted anything on the Bibs Corner? You know what? We not. We it's, not. It's been gonna, a minute. We not it's gonna go down that rabbit hole. Uh, how you feeling, brother? I feel okay. Um, I feel okay. It's been an interesting weekend. I have tomorrow off of work for my birthday. Uh, the AARP check's about to start hitting. Uh, oh, so it's 30th. cool when you make the jokes, right? I, can, I just got in front of it before you did it. I, I just needed to be. Oh, so you're literally <laughs> off on your birthday? Okay. Yeah, I took it off. Okay. Took my birthday off when my co new one of my new coworkers was like, "How, how do you get to have a birthday right after you start?" Like, <laughs> perfect like, timing, oh, right? <laughs> you got anything you know planned that you're going to do tomorrow? Anything well, I, with family? I honestly, I, I basically have told people to leave me alone. Oh um, wow! Okay. I don't want no gifts. I don't. I don't need nothing. Although I might. I might do something. I might drop the link tomorrow. See what. See how y'all feeling on the timeline. Drop the link um, to what? To cash out. <laughs> I might get my thigh on for a second. Hey, Just... look. You know what? I might. I might. I might send something your way. You know, but you gonna have to wait till Friday when I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done. I've done that for people. So I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I, there ain't really no, usually the only thing I really do is go to movies and I've seen everything I care to see. So I might just have a chill day. Uh, I might go for a ride. We'll see what happens. The, the world is my onion. I could end up at the beach, you know, things are oh, possible. Wow. Oh, wow. It's like a two hour drive. That ain't too bad. Uh, speaking of going to the movies, I went to the movies myself this weekend to see a film titled Don't Breathe 2, which I will not get into right now. Uh, there will be a review out tonight. Moving on. Uh, I did something fun yesterday. Uh, me and my high school classmates for the last three months have been getting together every month and doing something like a little cookout. So, you know, nice. it's always fun to do that. Um, besides that, everything's been the same with me. Working, you know. 
nothing different. Obviously, you know, looking out for Mav News, so we'll have something to talk about on the damn podcast. But luckily, we were actually, I wouldn't say blessed, but, you know, they gave us something to work with this week. Yeah, there was there was a little bit going on. Um, I'm going to let you carry it. I think uh, I made better decisions movie-wise. Um, I did watch Candyman, which was okay. necessary. By, by you saying you made better decisions, I assume that means you <laughs> like it. I did. I did, actually. Um, I've been hearing mixed. So, like, not reviews, because I haven't looked any reviews up. I don't like right. to listen to that before I watch it, but based on tweets and Instagram. Mixed and reactions. Yeah. 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 And I can I can understand that. And here's my thing. Like Candyman the original gave me nightmares for a very long time. Um it affected the way that I approached. I probably shouldn't go there. Um you know the story from the original and why he was killed. It affected the way I approached those types of interactions. (laughs) What do you mean those types of interactions? Why did the first Candyman get killed? Oh, okay. Wait, hold up. What they told the story in the trailer, right? It has something to do with. No, it didn't have anything. The original in 1992, the 1992 the Candyman. That wasn't the police, was it? Nah, he was messing no. with a white woman. Right, I remember that. And, and they cut his hand off and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's why he had the the. the so as a child, you see that. <laughs> What's that going to do to you? you? Ain't do nothing to me. Um. <clears throat> what it did to me. So, <laughs> but uh, just the idea of a man that looks like you know people that I know, right? And the the way things went down was very realistic. Shout out Tony Todd. In my mind, as a you know, as a child, see, I don't know why my parents let me watch a lot of shit that fucked me up as a child. Probably, uh, yeah. Child's play, uh, Jaws when we lived in Hawaii, that kind of shit. Like I don't know what they were thinking. Um, Till this day, I've never seen Jaws. I don't even remember seeing it because I probably blacked it out of my memory, but I knew that I did not want to go in the ocean and they would hated me because we would go to the beach all the time. And I was like, I'm not going in there to get eaten by no sharks. Thanks for letting me watch Jaws when I was three. Um, So, but no, so with this one, I was worried because, you know, when you have a classic like that, going back to it, you know, it's, it's almost no way to do it right. But what they did was they expanded upon the original. They didn't try to remake it. Uh, they didn't try to like change the legend and modernize it or anything like that. Um, they paid homage to the original in so a very it's more good like, way. Not a sequel, but like a spiritual successor. Yeah, like it's it felt natural. Like it didn't feel awkward or forced or weird. It was like they did the job. They they she did what she was they did what they had to do as far as not trying to erase the original but not trying to be the original. So let me okay because like I said in the trailer they said the story was you know the kid was telling the story oh the police did something he was giving out candy they blamed it on him yeah whatever so uh, which is very on the nose for Candyman but anyway um. <laughs> I noticed, I'm not sure if I noticed this, but it seemed like it. When the first trailer came out for it, I think last year, and the trailer that came out this year, the Mm -hmm. story seemed different. Did they change, like, are you aware if they changed, like, writing or story details? They, as far as I'm aware, they did not change anything. When when you watch it, you'll you'll realize what happened. Okay. Um, they don't tell one story. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't want to say more than that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to. But uh, what I'll say as far as like the mixed reviews, I'm not a gore slasher type person. I, I'm not a slasher fan. Like, not that's not my fan. thing. <laughs> like, I can't stand slashers. Like, blood for the sake of blood, that's not for me. But she gives you plenty they give you plenty of blood in this movie but the way they do it is in a way that's more artistic and tasteful than a lot of these types of movies usually are like that people get messed up but they don't necessarily focus on the getting them them getting messed up like you see more of the blood in the aftermath than you see like 
people getting diced and sliced. You leave, they leave to the imagination what happened right. to them. Gotcha. Like you can hear all the sounds and all that, but which actually might be worse. I don't it think about worse. it. It's, it's worse <laughs> Just, than actually seeing it, to be honest. Like I'm trying to think of like one scene. Like you see the blood like falling from the person type of thing. And you hear them gargling or fighting and then not fighting anymore type of thing. But you don't see the the weapon entering their body necessarily. Okay. So that part of it, I think some people maybe were put off by. Uh, the choices of who gets killed and how might have upset some people. And the ending might not have been as sexy as some people liked it. It actually didn't hit me what was done with the ending until later. Like when I walked out, I was like, eh, that could have been better. But then later I was like, oh shit. Sounds like a Jordan Peele thing. And I liked it more. Yeah. After I thought about it a little bit, but you have to watch it. Cause I'm trying to get you and Shad together. We need to talk about it. Has Shad already seen it? He said he was going to see it today. I got to follow up with him. Okay. I'll I'll do it for the sake of that alone. Uh, if I don't see it today, I'll see it tomorrow because I'm off tomorrow. Gotcha. Uh, which is why I said I should probably see it during the day. Um, but yeah, let's. <laughs> it did let's mess get... me up. I had to watch a funny movie to erase the thoughts. <laughs> um, let's let's get into this map. So let's start off with uh something that happened, I believe, two days ago. That doesn't directly involve the Mavs, but indirectly involves the Mavs. Um, Laurie Markkinen was traded from the Chicago Bulls to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in the three-team trade, which also sent Larry Nance Jr. to the Portland Trailblazers. Chicago Bulls took back no salary, I believe, correct? They, they got Derrick Jones Jr. So not much salary. Yeah, I think he made like nine mil, something like that. Okay, that's still some. That's still a bit of salary, but they also got the first round pick back that they wanted, along with the second round pick. Uh, yes. Obviously, this indirectly involves the Mavs because the Mavs were in talks to get Laurie Markkinen. Um, I believe this one might say. What'd you say? The front runner. One might say. One might say yes. If you ask Laurie Markkinen, um, if you ask everyone else, I'm not sure who would say that, but. Uh, actually, it also indirectly involves us because I believe earlier in the season we were linked to Larry Nash Jr. around the trade deadline. Yeah, Not... he's also been a target. Yes. Uh, so those are two players we both just lost out on. Uh, Larry Nash Jr., who's a very good, uh, I believe, in my opinion, can play the three, four, or five, very decent defender on perimeter, athletic player. Uh, someone the Mavs could have used very well is now going to Portland. Someone the Mavs were, some would say, even with when it comes to the Western Conference. Uh, how that affects that going forward, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I personally think he can have an Aaron Gordon-like effect on the Portland Trailblazers. But uh, like I said, we'll see. Uh, and I, I look at Larry Nance as like Maxi maximized. Like what I wanted Maxi to become. Pun? No, it wasn't okay. intended to be. One. It just <laughs> it just turned out that way. Okay. He's like a better version of Maxi, healthy okay. Maxi. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice to get him. Obviously, uh, marketing. You know, that would have been asset management getting him. That's why I believe the Cavs did it. Yeah, I was about but, to say it really uh, feels like it doesn't make much sense for them. I mean, they just added more to their talent base, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Like, you can mix and match and trade people later if you got to. You just got to accumulate talent. I mean, that's true, but rotations also matter as well. It's like, you know, would it, with us, I feel like it would have been easier because the only really big name who we need to give minutes to in the front court is KP. Right. But for the Cavaliers, they just paid Jared Allen, what, $100 million? Yep. Uh, they just drafted Evan Mobley at three, and now they're paying sixty-four million to Laurie Markkinen. So, thinking, and what that tells me is that they maybe want to protect Mobley and not necessarily throw him out there to the wolves right away, which is smart in my opinion because he is kind of skinny. I don't know about that. I, I, feel I, like, I, I think so. I feel like you got to start that dude, man. Let him, let him get out early. You know, he's super young. Like a lot of players get ruined that way. 
I guess so. That's a good point. But even still, that means you have plans for him to start. And I'm sure he will at some point. I think what they would hope to do is, and I talked about this with the the Nuggets when they had Nurk and Jokic, where they basically let them battle it out and best may the best man win, and then we trade the other person to get some assets back. Um, perfect scenario for them is marketing comes out the gate. He's balling a little bit. At the same time, Mobley's coming off the bench. He slowly gets better and better. Trade deadline comes. You flip marketing, get something back, and um, Mobley steps into that starting lineup for the rest of the year. I guess I see. I mean, how much would you really flip marketing for, though? I mean... You never know. I mean, by the time we get that point in the season, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be teams that are in closer to playoff position than they expected to be and maybe want to add another piece of firepower. Maybe a, a KP goes down and the Mavs suddenly are interested. You never know. What's or maybe KP's, maybe KP's disgruntled and it's like, man, F this, I got to go. Or our player is just put yourself in a position. He his contract is not huge to the point where you can't trade it. Yeah, that's true. I just think it's wishful thinking. I don't know. I mean, it seems like the Cleveland Cavaliers are like, oh, that dude's talented. Add him to the team. But we'll see. Um, they know who they are too. I think that comes into play here. They're not a destination. So if you get a chance to get a lottery player on your team, you do what you got to do. I'm curious if they're still will um, thinking about trading Colin Sexton, which you know is something we can hear about in the future. This this statement is not Mavs related. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you know, you got to say that out loud. Got to say it out loud, especially on a Mavs podcast. Uh, but let's go back to the Trailblazers. Uh, okay. I know you've talked about this on the timeline. How do you think the addition of Larry Nance Jr. helps the Trailblazers? Because I think a lot of people feel that uh that's an underrated move for them yeah and uh, apparently a lot of people don't never mind i won't go there (laughs) 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 Uh, i'm trying to be better i'm trying to be a better sister instead of as my birthday arrived i wanted to try to not be an asshole as much um okay so i I think it's huge i think he's a great compliment to nurkic in the front court uh nurk is a big body he gets in the way but he doesn't necessarily like deter people above the rim that's where larry nance comes in as the cleanup man that's what maxi would would slash should be next to a more of an interior presence center um that's what kp used to be in new york he wasn't the center he was the weak side blocks guy and i think that nance is going to feast in that role he gets a lot of deflections, gets into the passing lanes. That's going to get them out in the fast break with McCollum, Dame, and Norman Powell running, catching and shooting on threes. Like, that's that, that's a perfect fit, in my opinion. Um, I'm, he's he's the, he's the extreme blue guy. And I'm happy for him as well to finally be in a good situation where I think he'll, he'll have a, a chance to really get to the playoffs and maybe make some noise. Same, same. I think he, uh, I think he could fit right in and help them, honestly. Uh, so shout out to Larry Nash Jr. Uh, wish he could have been a Maverick, but you know, is what it is. Uh, at least the Portland Trailblazers, uh, went out of their way to make one good move that dramatically affects the team this off season. Uh, not gonna throw a shot at the Mavs. That's just me tra- praising the Trailblazers. So you know, don't get get your bridges out of your out of your crack anyway um <clears throat> so unless you have anything to add to that i feel like that's really uh, that, that. i think i think that's it i don't want to spend time going in on these boys again i think we've we've covered our feelings about the mavs <laughs> <laughs> off front office and off season well uh speaking of the mavs front office you like that right that was a good one right that was a good one that was a good one no, i threw the lob. speaking of the mavs front office uh we just recently signed our newest addition to the coaching staff. Everyone welcome Jared Dudley. No? Jared Dudley? Okay. Look, I'm gonna be honest. I saw y'all, I saw y'all reactions on Twitter and y'all are tripping, bro. It's it's not that serious. 
Have you seen the way people were reacting? I saw people reacting to people reacting. Okay. I didn't see the actual reactions that were causing people to say, why are y'all reacting this way? Yeah, so... I'll take their word for it. I probably had those people blocked. A lot of... It seemed like a lot of people um, obviously are still upset that the Mavs aren't making big moves, which I understand, but at this point, you gotta believe that it's over. Our offseason is over. You gotta accept that. It's over. Rockets is the only thing out there. And that's not gonna happen. So, Not in the offseason, at least. Not holding my breath. So... Uh, yeah, coaching staff stuff, you know, obviously, usually when new coaches come to a new team, they want to build their own coaching staff. Jason Kidd is doing that. Um, he was on the coaching staff of the Lakers team that Jared Dudley was on. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are upset because they say, oh, well, Jared Dudley was trash. Why are we signing him, you know, to a coach position? Let me tell you something. If you look at history, a lot of successful coaches weren't star players. Right, a lot of them were role players, good locker room guys, good leader guys on teams. Something that Jared Dudley is and has been praised by by his teammates. Right, even before he got to the Lakers, that was obvious. I remember him on that Brooklyn Nets team, that young Brooklyn Nets team that went to the playoffs. Come on, but even going back to college, he's always been this this guy. Like, absolutely. Look at his body; like he doesn't doesn't look like a, a NBA type player. Exactly. That's all IQ. Right. Like he stayed around. He got to the league and stayed in the league because he knows the game. Exactly. So, you know, all I'm saying is y'all need to relax. Give it a chance. Not everything needs a a reaction that much. All you can do is say, "Uh, okay, and move on. You know, I mean, it is what it is. What is Jared Dudley being on a coaching staff going to hurt? Nothing. And he's... He's not the head coach. Right. He's an assistant. We I know he knows the game. I know people like him. I know he's personable. Like he talks. He's he's active on social media. Like we want a culture reset. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so um obviously we, we're bringing in a lot of people that don't have a ton of experience, but that's fine with me. That's fine with me. You gotta give people chances. So I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for him. I'm here for uh, pretty much all the assistants that he's hired. I don't really have any complaints about. I don't know much about his his homie, the one that uh, St. John, the one that coached the the summer league team, right? Yeah, and they I think he was on his staff previously as well. But I I I hear he's a good developmental coach. So I mean, why why would I complain about that? Yeah, I heard he was there when he helped develop uh, Chris Middleton and Giannis, I believe. Yeah, and uh, he just got we we got Igor. Like, what? I don't know what people possibly could want. What more they could want from this coaching staff? I think it's a good Is mix. Was Luca's coach? He was Luca and Goran's coach when they won the EuroBasket in 2017. Right. Or was it EuroBasket or Euro? They won uh, the European Championship or whatever okay. back in 2017. Really, which really catapult, catapulted Luca's like stock. Right. Uh, so, speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of, but uh, I just wanted to to slightly say, just don't overreact. Relax. Yeah, like I, okay. I didn't have a big reaction. I don't even think I, I might not even, know. I might have just shared the link that they signed them. I didn't really have. I'm about a to reaction. say I didn't, I didn't even retweet or like it. I was just, I saw it and I was like, that's cool. And then I right. saw people overreacting and I was just like, it's no way y'all are upset about this. Like, come on now, it's. It's I, I'm actually excited for him to join the coaching staff because I like Jared Dudley. He's a fun guy. Like, you know, might bring some energy to the team. You never know. Who knows? Right. Like right. you said, we wanted a culture change. That's what we're getting. Can't complain yeah. about how it's being done. Just wait to see how it plays out. Yeah. Like, I don't have a ton of thought about things that, it, like, what am I reacting to? He hasn't done anything to like or dislike. Also, Jared Dudley, if you would like to come on the Mavs Outsiders podcast and give us an <laughs> exclusive interview, I will greatly appreciate it too because I'm a fan. Thank you very much. Moving on. More overreaction. Well, I haven't seen this overreaction, but, you know, I'm pretty sure there's people overreaction. KP weight room photo shoots. <laughs> 
as you had it so eloquently titled. I wanted to say it exactly. I was like gonna that. say it. <laughs> I wanted to say it exactly like that. There um, was like there was one like a one of the pics where he's looking directly in the camera. It's like yes. really dude. Yes. Like these supposed to be candid shots. What you doing? We get these every off season. Every off season since he's been a Mav. We have seen off season photos of him in the gym getting swole or whatever. And then he comes into the season and uses none of that strength whatsoever. What are you putting this muscle on for, sir? It's probably for his next bar fight because <laughs> that's 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 all this is helping. Like getting big arms is not helping you box people out. It's not helping you move people around in the paint. You need to be working on your base, brother. Look, if you're doing squats. all of this, sir, if you're doing all of this, please make sure you're going to get in the post or something. Like, you, you, I ain't asking you to turn into fucking Shaq, but if it's a damn shooting guard or point guard on you, use the muscle that you've worked so hard to get. The problem is it's in his arms, and they're half his height, so what is he going to do? Is he going to squat down to be, be able to use skipping leg day, man. He'll be skipping leg day. And that, that's the problem. Like, I need to see the leg work. I don't care about your arms. Your arms aren't doing anything for anybody besides you, I mean, attracting the ladies or something. I don't, I don't know. Make your, your your jumpsuit fit tighter when you're out there doing your Latvian Mafia stuff. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't, I don't get the point. The Latvian Mafia, boy. I'll never forget that. Uh, yeah, I don't know who KP's trainer is, but can we get, some, get him someone who's not only going to train his arms but everything else as well? Please, Lord. Please. Please. Like, wear your back muscles, you know? Where, I don't know all the words, but <laughs> all the seps, the seps and shit, you know? I know it's biceps, triceps, quadriceps, chest seps, back seps. Okay, I'm tripping. Uh, <laughs> Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Ooh, I cracked myself up. Uh <laughs> Luka Doncic, man. What? Okay. This, for some reason, Huka Doncic was trending on Twitter. <laughs> when that's not the first time that name popped up. It popped up like a few weeks ago, right? That was I the first time remember. I saw the name. I saw the name Maybe. pop up a few weeks ago when we first found out he smoked hookah. But is he this hookah was, getting his hookah on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um, All right. But this one recently just blew it up everybody was everybody loved it was going into a frenzy and then there was that one joke tweet it was a joke tweet well the guy said it was a joke after everybody there's been more than one uh with the ben simmons and the the luca thing said this ben is simmons in the gym off season yeah yeah ben simmons is in the gym shooting up threes that he's not going to take in an nba game is enjoying his fucking off season with what's his the woman. difference? What's the difference between Ben Simmons in the gym shooting up threes and KP in the gym putting on muscles? Not a damn thing. Not using <laughs> these two things are the same picture. Like, the same thing. Yeah, I saw the one that uh that you um responded to with Dame, where you said you should have posted a picture of Dame and his music making his music video. Also, I'm saying like. Here's what I want to say to that. Here's what I want to say. Normalize NBA players doing non-basketball things in the offseason. They're still human. Y'all out here being mad at all NBA players for sitting down for five fucking minutes doing anything other than basketball. Luca just went the a whole NBA season, playoffs, went to Europe, played and won a tournament, won MVP, went to Tokyo, all back-to-back-to-back now, no breaks, went to Tokyo, carried his team in the Olympics, got to the medal round, lost to France at the buzzer for a chance to play for gold, and then lost to Australia. Finally goes home. And wants to to have a some fun for like two weeks, and y'all are on his ass. 
Why? The man can't have five minutes, like two two weeks out of his entire year to relax. A month, perhaps, of his entire year to not have a basketball in his hand. And you know he loves the game. There's no question about how much he loves basketball. So why, why are you upset? What, what, what is the problem? What has he done to make you think that this is a problem? Is, do you remember when Dane put out the video of him doing like the goofy workout with the tennis racket and shit? Yes. Like I wish Luca would do something like that. <laughs> like just because he ain't posted it on social media don't mean he just walked away from the game and said fuck basketball. That's facts. I I, I don't I just don't understand the people that have to sit up and try to oh he was fat last year and blah, blah, blah. he still dominated he was first team All NBA so what does that say about the rest of the league? Well, I mean, I still would like him to not be fat, <laughs> and I understand. I understand. But like, complain when the dude is struggling, which has not occurred yet. So that's very true. It is what it is, man. Tired of these people, and it's not even necessarily Mavs fans in this one. It's really not. It's everyone else. Yeah, you gotta find something to knock them for, I guess. Of course, Uh, you know, what's the uh, xenophobia? Is that it? I guess. Yeah, whatever. We I might thought, need a new word. We might need a new word for I thought what Zena, sports. I thought Zena, at first, I thought xenophobia was the fear of spiders, but that's arachnophobia. Anyway. I uh, thought you were going to say the, the fear of Xena warrior prince themselves, but it get pissed. Yo, are you serious right now? <laughs> are you serious right Okay. You know what? I, I didn't know where you were going with that. Moving on. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Next topic, you know, uh, I feel like this is the episode uh, of overreactions because that seems to be a theme uh, for this episode so far. Um, Nate Hinton was released by the Dallas Mavericks this week. Uh, pour some out for our boy Panda Hank, who, you know, took it very hard. Uh, the number one Nate Hinton fan that I knew, well, no, I don't know, is it? Should we use past tense? Uh, he, he said he's still going to ride for him. I mean, okay, yeah. Uh, number one, Nate Hinton fan. Um, not sure what you're going to do, sir. I uh, send you my condolences. My thoughts and love is with you uh, in this time of uh, dear need. Um, 
my line is not open, but you know, if you need anything, Bibbs is here. What the? Okay. How did uh, you of course feel about uh, the Mavs waving Nate? So, no, I, I was uh, I won't say I was a Nate Hinton fan. I like Nate Hinton in college. I thought he had an NBA future. I thought he should have stayed in school another year because um, I saw his trajectory as being, I thought he would be a late first round pick this year if he had stayed in school last mm-hmm. year. Like when he got, when we picked him up, I was that like, wait, wait, wait. He, that says a lot because this was a deep class. Yeah. So like when we picked him up in the last year and after the draft, I was like, wait, what? Nate Hinton came out? Cause I think he was a sophomore. Like he's not, he wasn't like a junior or senior. Like I'm pretty sure he came out after his sophomore year. Um, so for that reason, I was excited, but the Mavs Mav, and then we didn't really have a G league. So he basically missed a whole year of development. Uh, he came back this year and apparently they wanted to make him a point guard. What? That's what he was doing in the summer league and why he looked like complete buns. Cause he's not a point guard. Wow. Sound like they sabotaged him. Pretty much. So he was out there, you know, turning the ball over and looking like he didn't know what he was doing and not being able to play his game because he excels kind of like Maxi, where he has room to roam around, crash the offensive glass, make the scrappy plays for loose balls and stuff. But if he's bringing the ball up and setting everybody up, he's not in position to do those things. So I'm not making any excuses. It is what it is. Um, We did not put him in a position to succeed. And I mean, he looked bad. So the right move is to realize that and move on, which is not something the Mavs have been known for historically. So though I like Nate Hinton, I wish him the best. I hope he lands on his feet. I'm sure he'll at minimum end up in the G League, um, hopefully with a team that actually cares to develop players. And he sticks around the league. He seems like a great guy, good head on his shoulders, was doing all kinds of community stuff in Dallas in the offseason. Um, but we had to do what we had to do. I even I actually had conversations with people about the idea of waiving him. I think my thing was like, yeah, it would make sense too, but I can't expect the Mavs to do that. Obviously, we did that. We have an open two-way spot. Uh, most likely, they're holding on to that going into training camp to give to either Carly Jones, Far- Farron Hunt, or uh, EJ, you know? I think Hunt yeah, has the... That's my boy, EJ. I'll take you. Yeah, so I think Hunt has the 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 main line and the others will end up on the G League team. But either way, I think they are they plan to keep all of them. They may even add Hinton back on a Exhibit 10 so he ends up on the G League team too. Okay. Um, like that's still a possibility, I think. Uh, or maybe they can't add him on the Exhibit 10, but he can still end up on the G League feed. I don't know how it works exactly. But either way, um, this may be a sign of the new regime taking over. Why being able to let that? him go. Okay. Because I feel like Cuban and Co. historically have gotten super attached to players mm-hmm. who are good community, good people. Like Dwight Paul. Um, <laughs> I like how we both did that. Uh, but yeah, that's the only thing I could take away from it is that it's not normal for the Mavs. Like other teams have done this where they wave their two way guys after, like literally right after they gave them the two way. And it looks like a, it could be a bad look for a team because it makes guys maybe not want to sign a two way. Right. But the Mavs willingness to do so hopefully opens up their future to maybe do that with more established players it's not it's not personal it's not personal it's business baby so absolutely so yeah i'm curious to see what they end up doing with that spot trey burke might be next who knows uh so i am uh curious to see what they do with that spot um obviously either way most of the two-way players won't get much burn on the team but uh you know i don't want to get too excited well i don't get excited about these anyway because I know the Mavs don't like to develop players. So regardless of who is getting the two-way contract, the chances of us seeing them or even seeing anything come from it is very slim. 
if I'm just, you know, going based off of history alone. But, yeah. Uh, I echo all of those sentiments you made about Nate Hinton, you know, uh, the kind of guy he is. Hopefully he lands back on his feet. I like Nate Hinton. Uh, I was more of a Tyler Bay fan, obviously, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I was surprised to see the Mavs not bring both of them back. Uh, like you said, bringing Hinton back is still a possibility, but I wasn't expecting him to waive him at all. So, uh, interesting to see what they either do with the last slot if they bring Bay in on uh, Bay is uh, actually. With I the mean, Rockets. not Bay. I'm sorry, not Bay. I meant okay. man uh, on the G League team or whatever they want to do with that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess that's something to look out for in training camp for who that last spot is for. Did we talk about the Bay situation? No, we did not. I mean, I feel like we should touch on it lightly since you brought him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Number 36 pick. <clears throat> talked about him being a first-round grade or some whatever. And then unceremoniously just let go after one year. Yeah. Didn't understand. That's, that's, that's rough. Did not that's an indictment on the front. That's an indictment on the scouts, the front office, whoever picked him and then chose, decided that he was not worth retaining for more than one year. And it's also an indictment on his agent for accepting a two-way contract. Because usually what happens is in the second round, a team will call and say, hey, we want your guy, but we want to give him a two-way. And I think it was uh, Terrence Davis from Ole Miss who said he told multiple teams no that wanted to do that to him and decided to go instead be an unrestricted free agent going in dominated summer league and got a three-year contract hmm. um so bay's agent could have said no to being drafted 36 to get a two-way contract or even if they got drafted there they could have held out for an actual contract so that his guy accepts a two-way and then he's not on a team in the second year right. that's sad sucks. sucks uh you mentioned that he's with the rockets right now right yeah, the Rockets picked him up on Exhibit 10, so minimum he'll probably end up in their their G League team, which is perfect for him because they play, like, really fast-paced. Uh, hopefully the G League, you know, uh, the G League is thriving more this year and guys can get more of a chance to develop as opposed to last year where it was just, like, a few games in the bubble, I think. Yeah, it was, like, 12 games. They had, like, half the teams. Yeah, that's, like, that's not going to benefit them much, so. Yeah, right. Uh, Curious to see how that works out this year. Uh, one more topic left that we have uh, in store. I saved this one for last. Um, Eugene Amaru. Did I say that right? Amarui. Amarui. Yes, there it is. Snap my finger. Uh, Eugene Amarui was a guest on the Mav Step Facts pod with our uh, friend Dalton Trigg. He had a little. Uh, I think about 18-minute one-on-one interview with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. I listened to it. I know Bibbs listened to it. What Did you uh, Did you take anything from this at all? Like, you know, did you learn anything new about him? Uh, anything you wanted to know personally that Dalton asked that you got from this? So not a ton, but um, I think the coolest thing I did take away, and I think this he tw- Dalton might have tweeted this as well, uh, Eugene has been training with Dwight Powell up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned that on the... Uh... Which is cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I knew he was Canadian or Nigerian Canadian. I didn't know he was Canadian either. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I learned a little bit more about his background, his story, having transferred from Rutgers... And sitting out a year working on his three-point range, um, he sounds like—I mean, he sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, mature guy, older guy. He's the type of guy I think we can get away with. Like who we should be looking for with our two ways, because like you said, we don't develop people. Right. He's more of a polished guy, older guy that like he is what he is. We don't need to add much to his game. He just needs to to play get minutes against NBA talent, all that good stuff. So his situation could turn out very well based on what I saw from him in the summer league. Uh, obviously, I didn't see much of him in the summer league. As you know, I didn't watch. I didn't really get to watch 
any of the games, but from what I heard, everyone loves him. And uh, even aside from his play, after listening to this interview, I can see why. Seems like a down-to-earth guy, seems humble, seems like he's ready to work. He's actually eager to join the team and get to know some of the guys. And I don't know if he's done interviews prior to this, but he seemed very comfortable doing it. Yeah. Like he didn't, he, you know, obviously they didn't get in deep enough for his personality to really show, but you saw it leaking out a bit, you know, the kind of person that he is. So it's always good to have players like that on the team. I think that's kind of, even though we didn't get to know him in that interview as much, but that's kind of what Nate Hinton brought to the team. Right. As you could tell by like, you know, the energy on the court when, you know, he be celebrating with one of his teammates. So hopefully that's something we get from Eugene as well. Hopefully we get to see him play on the court some more. But like I said, with the two ways, it's not likely. But him training and, you know, working out with teammates like the White Power, regardless of what you think of him, is very good and very helpful to a player's development. So at least he's getting that in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's not much to say left on that. Uh, it was a good <laughs> interview. Shout out to Dalton. Uh, I want to ask him. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> get into that later. <laughs> I guess so. I was gonna say I wanted to ask him what what why wasn't it like a group thing, but they probably just wasn't available. So I think um, most of those type of interviews have been just Dalton. If I'm not mistaken. It might have been just a a timing situation. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, the other guys do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Where Dalton focuses mostly on that, so. All right. Well, is there anything you would like to add? Whether it be from Eugene or this week, anything at all? So, yeah, so like you said, Eugene came across very personable, very comfortable, poised. Like, I think that comes back to his maturity. Um, so I'm sure he's going to be a good interview. <clears throat> I'm, I'm expecting Sean might get a chance to interview him when he ends up in Frisco. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, like you said, Sean, bringing him out more of his personality. Right. Uh, I'm excited because of the G League being back, and I think we're going to have more access to it. I'm probably going to watch some of those games in Frisco. Just um, because, again, it is. You hear that? Yeah, I can hear it, but it's fine. That's an older dude that be on a motorcycle blasting. You know what? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the old heads. Anyway, um, but yeah, other than that, like I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how Jason Kidd plays it because you know I've, I've still got PTSD from Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Every time I think about the young guys, I always go back to well, young guys don't play in Dallas, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jason Kidd's a new coach. So I'm just trying to not think about it too much. Um, Gotta let go. Yeah, other than that, I think is are we doing a mailbag next week? Uh or we I, put it off to the second week. Uh I would say the second week, but I guess it depends on what this week is looking like. If it's getting towards the end of the week and it look kind of dry, yeah. might pull out the mailbag. And we're overdue for a panel as well. So Yeah, we haven't we need to discuss discuss the one panel that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, the big one, like when we want to do that, because I feel like with those yeah. people, we have to let them know, like, in advance. <laughs> much ahead in advance. Okay. But before we get to that, I would like to do, like, you know, a panel. Yeah. I mean, models. I had some people complaining that we haven't brought them on. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't, actually. <laughs> Who were they? Um, Are we going to call them out right now? Uh, sure. You know, Jose. Monteleon. Well, we haven't brought Jose on. That's right. We haven't. We haven't. I don't know how that happened, actually, because when he popped up, I was like, wait, we never did bring this dude on. And I think we had told him we'd do it in the offseason, so we, we need to make nah, that happen. I remember we did. We weren't bringing a lot of people that we know on because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... We were trying to be different. Yeah, we are trying to be different, but... Okay. Offseason, so let's do it. Jose, we're going to get you, man. Just don't come on here talking that crazy mess, like you did. Never mind. Uh, it was him. Wait. Never mind. Different time. Uh, who else? Uh, obviously his co-host. Yes, James. 
James D. Granbo. We, we can find a third, for sure. Are we going to keep to our original plan? Try to have... Uh, yes. Yeah. Possibly, if if possible. If possible. We won't force it. We won't... Yeah. We won't, we won't uh, what's it called? Uh, affirmative action situation, but we'll... There's one person <laughs> we would like to get on who fits that criteria but every time we try to get her on a podcast <laughs> she goes missing i do it i'm leaving that alone we you know if you listen to this you know who you are <laughs> you know who you are god damn it we've been trying to get you on a podcast forever stop Over going miss here. stop going missing when we trying to get you on the pod god damn I'm, it i'm legitimately afraid to ask because I don't, I don't want it to happen again. It's starting to feel like there's, oh, it's, there's some correlation between is it, trying is to get it, her on is the it, pod. Is it me? Is it personal? <laughs> it, it's got to be something, but I, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even sending that DM. I'm letting that slide. I'm letting that go. If she I'm hears not. this, then we'll be getting the DM. Reach out to us if you are ready to make it happen. I'm, yes. I'm not reaching out to you. Yes, reach out. We would like to. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> The MFFL on Twitter would love to see you and hear you on a pod. And her and James together with oh my god, we actually might not. Nah, no, I don't. <laughs> we might get out. We that. might get our contract terminated <laughs> with EVP. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Mike and Reese, we wanted to had to schedule a one-on-one session with you guys if you had some time. And I'm gonna text Bibbs like, "Hey, you see this email? What's up? Is <laughs> <laughs> <The> abnormal? <laughs> oh, oh man. man! Oh, my cheeks hurt. But uh, oh, it's... oh man! <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good. You're right. The cheeks on my face hurt. <laughs> right. We're gonna let um, it go. I think the, the podcast is falling apart. I point. think on that note, uh, <laughs> we're going to sign off because I, I can tell this is about to get kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I was going to record my Don't Breathe 2 um, review right after this, but forgot I have a fantasy football draft in 14 minutes. Oh, shit. I got one in an hour, 14 minutes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm only doing one this year. I'm not doing multiple. Don't have time to keep up. I had this league going for 14 years, going back to my like freshman or sophomore year of college. God damn, boy, you old as hell. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, signing off for Reese, signing off for Bibbs. We will catch y'all next week. If it's going to be a mailbag episode, you will know in advance. So have those questions ready. And we'll holler at y'all. Peace. Peace.